Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Three Dumplings, a podcast from three Asian girls about the issues, concerns and absurdities of our lives. I'm writer Hannah Rose Yee and I'm here with my co-hosts, blogger Peony Lim. Hey. And photographer Kit Lee. Hello. If today's episode was a clickbaity BuzzFeed article, it would have the following headline. The one thing you should never ask a mixed race or Asian British woman. And that is, where are you from? This is the question that anyone who doesn't easily fit society's idea of what a British woman, or in my case, an Australian woman, looks like. All three of us have been asked this question by Uber drivers, baristas, teachers, colleagues, our friends' parents. I was once asked by a secretary at the dentist as she was trying to match my surname (laughs) to my face. (laughs) Everyone. So, Peony, insert groan here, but where are you from? So, I am mixed race. I'm half English and half Chinese. I think probably when people hear my voice, they instantly think I'm English because I've got quite a strong English accent. But I don't really think of myself as solely English. I think of myself as currently residing in England, and I don't see that as a permanent state. How about you, Kit? Born in Northern Ireland, and I was raised in London pretty much all my life. My parents are from Hong Kong, and um, Hong Kong is pretty much my uh, motherland. And you, Hannah, where are you from? (laughs) I'm from Sydney, Australia. It's where I was born and where I grew up. And usually what happens when I give that answer, though, is that people say, okay, but like, where are you from before that? Or where are you from, you know, where are your parents from? Where are you really from? Where are you really from? (laughs) (laughs) And I keep just saying, I'm from Sydney, I'm from Australia, I'm from Sydney, I'm from Australia, until the question just gets pushed to its sort of nth degree, which is, okay, where's your mum from and where's your dad from? There's always like a friction point, isn't there? When they either push you into just giving up and giving them Uh the answer that you know they're really seeking uh, or you just kind of let them ask something rude ultimately. (laughs) I I think that as women, I mean, I don't want to generalise, but certainly I think I'm a people pleaser. So ultimately when that question gets asked to me, I do want to give them an answer. Like I know what they're yeah. looking for and yeah. and I want to please them. So eventually I will sort of capitulate and say, my dad's originally from China. And that's when they go, ah, see, they knew go. it was something. Why is it always I knew there was something? It's like something, something there. <laughs> Strangely. Something exotic. Yeah. You look so exotic. Well, I often think of an episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show in which she had Constance Wu and Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians on mm-hmm. the show. And the first question she asked them pretty much was, where are you from? And and Henry Golding was sort of like answering it, uh, you know, I'm originally from Malaysia and then I'm like half Malaysian, half British, and but I you know grew up in Malaysia and yada, yada, yada. And then she turned to Constance Wu and said, where are you from? And Constance Wu said, Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> and just smiled. Smiled sweetly and like did not brook any further questioning. And I think that that really reminds me of the fact that when the question is asked, it's rarely from a place of, you know, bad intentions or anything, but it doesn't negate the way that it makes us feel, you know, me, mixed race woman or, you know, second or even third generation migrants who are asked this question daily, I, I would hazard a guess. And I think it doesn't have anything to do with not feeling a sense of pride in both sides of my heritage. I'd be interested in what you think about this, Penny. But I like feel both Australian and Chinese and it doesn't mm. make either side of that any lesser because of how I feel about that question, where are you from? But it does feel like a really loaded kind of 
microaggression that I really, really grates on me. And I would rather that question wasn't asked to me every day. But how does it make you feel? I think I, I agree with you. I do. I think it can be at times microaggressive and very challenging to be asked. And I, I think maybe my personality doesn't, I don't like particularly to be um, questioned about myself or my personal life in general. I think mm. maybe that's just my personality. And so this is a line of questioning that people think is acceptable and is not invasive. And maybe I find all lines of questioning about <laughs> myself invasive. And so this one is just another mm. that I find um, very difficult. Um, and I think it's, it's not so much the question as the amount of people who have said extraordinary things off the back of my answer um one person once said to me um after we'd gone through the where are you from spin um said oh yes i knew i knew that because um you're very beautiful and i know you're beautiful because i've been to asia (laughs) and what i to this day i still think what was i meant to take from that that you could only comprehend that i was attracted within a cultural reference that you had or that you thought that was a compliment and I've misconstrued it I don't know what was going on there but that kind of thing is just it's very difficult and that that was said to me when I was a teenager and when you are at that age you just want to blend in and that was never an option for me I don't think Mm. I don't think I feel either um Chinese or Asian or English I kind of feel both and neither I don't know if that's true for you, Hannah. I certainly find when I go to Asia, they think that I look very white. And in England or in the West, they think I look um, very, very foreign. So I don't know what that is, whether that's human nature that you look for difference. No, I think mm. it's it's really common for mixed race kids to feel neither of the two cultures that they come from. Because they're not enough in inverted yeah. commas mm-hmm. for either one. Um, I do think that sometimes the way I answer that question, you know, you know, you know, where are you from is, has, has to change. Cause I, I often say, oh, I'm half Chinese, I'm half Australian, but I wonder if I need to frame it in a better way. Like I'm both Chinese and I'm both Australian, you know, I'm both, mm-hmm. both things. I'm two things. Um, like why does one have to, you know, it, one doesn't negate the other and being more of one or less of one doesn't negate the other. Um, I've been thinking about it a little bit because I heard Henry Golding refer to himself that way. I'm both Malaysian and British. Yeah. And I thought that was really elegant kind of, I don't know, sophisticated he's way. he's gun junket, nice phrasing. Yeah. yeah, but I mean. I think yeah. he's just saying that he's proud where he came from. Yeah, you know? yeah Malaysia that's nice, and Britain. That's nice. Yeah. I do think it's, it is difficult and I wonder whether you know, maybe here today we can think of ways that you can respond to that question in a way that's neither passive aggressive and I have been known to answer that passively aggressively Mm, and I take mm -hmm. full responsibility for that. Me too, me too. Me Um, (laughs) And I don't want to, so I want to find a way that's both polite and um, and maybe just a little bit informative to the person asking it. So is there a way to, like, ask a question back to them? Like, so they say, where are you from? And you say, do you mean where I live? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or so that you can then establish from them saying what they want to know from you back before yeah. you become mm-hmm. defensive yeah. do you know what I mean yeah or I don't know can you think of another way I think Kate, a better way is to say where are you originally from or where your where are your parents originally from so you just answer oh my parents are originally from Hong Kong or China or Ireland but for me I mean when I say I you know I was born in Belfast and raised in London, they always say, oh, 
what, what were you doing in, in Ireland? I was like, well, and then I have to tell a backstory yep. of why I was mm. born there. And it's a very long story. I'd just say, you know, my parents got married in Hong Kong. They immigrated to Belfast because my granddad had a second wife there. Why not? And then the IRA happens. It's not safe. We have relatives in London. We, we came here. We came over here. How many years ago? 36 years ago. Yeah, wow. And um, the thing is, like, I don't think that people would necessarily take kindly if, as a white person, you asked another white person where they were originally from. Mm -hmm. Because there is an implicit, whether that's oversensitivity or not, there is an implicit value statement in that. Like, as in there are, that totally. person asking will think that one place is better than another and that's why they're asking it. So I don't think it's something that, it doesn't get asked to white people much, so it's not an issue that they have to particularly deal with. But it, it I don't think it's any particularly less offensive, mm. really. I remember being asked where I was from. I mean, this is kind of the funniest one that I've ever had. I, I get it a lot. Like, I, because I, I, I don't, I, I don't look white yeah. I don't look Chinese. Do you get guesses a lot? I get guesses. Guess. All yeah. I do is I get people saying, "You look. Are oh, you from Hawaii? Are you from oh. New Zealand? Are you from South America?" Um, okay. This happens like daily for me. Mm -hmm. But the funniest one was I was in the Cook Islands. Um, Where are the Cook Islands? I'm now so ignorant. <laughs> it's actually they're super beautiful. They're in the Pacific the um, Ocean. They're the kind of in between. New Zealand and Hawaii, like on oh, okay. on that Lovely. kind of path. Beautiful. Um, so it's six hours from Sydney, and I was doing a travel story there, and I, I was there, and it was like it's stunning, it's paradise. They like shoot Survivor there. It's like exactly what oh, you wow. can imagine yeah, for yeah. an island like situation. Like mm. island. Uh, screensaver situation <laughs> horizons. <laughs> and uh, there was this guy there who was hosting this kind of um, tour of the island that I was on, and he like had me sit up front because I was the only guest on my own. Um, cause I was writing a story and he was like, Oh, like blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't need to tell you all this cause you know it. And I was like, Hmm, no, I don't know anything about the Cook Islands. Like, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really intrigued to hear like this, like amazing history of this beautiful place. And he was like, no, but you know, you, you know, you, and he kept calling me cousin. And I thought that was like a term of endearment. He was like, you know, you cuz, you know it all, blah, blah, blah. Like you cuz know the history. And I was like, uh, okay. And then um, eventually it emerged that he thought I was from the Cook Islands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And at the time I had And like, do they have quite a strong native look? Well, they just, they've, they've got that kind of Pacific Island okay, look. Okay, more tanned. Um, beautiful. Yeah, kind of, kind of that, like kind of Hawaiian, um, Maori New Zealander, yeah. like that's mm -hmm. the kind of beautiful. look. Beautiful. Super beautiful. And at the time I had like really long hair. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. My island princess hair. And I was very tanned from like, oh, a week yes. of being oh. in like, a I tropical <laughs> paradise Imagine, yep. and I lived he would there. not believe me when I said that I wasn't from the Cook Islands and he was like yeah but where are you from and I was like I'm from Sydney but where are you from and well, my dad's from China and he's like but before that where was he from I was like China like into China <laughs> and then eventually he just goes Ah, oh, well, everyone comes from the Cook Islands originally. And I was like, no, they don't. I'm pretty sure that's not how Pangea really. works, but okay, fine. I guess it is Love just it. like Cook Islands thing where everyone like originates from there. That That's the kind of myth of the island. But it was so funny. And I got it all the time I was there. People just being like, oh, you're, you're from here. And I was like, no. But so like there is that, which is quite sort of sweet in a way. Yeah, and, it's cute though. And then there's the other kind of darker side of it, which which – is about othering you, I think. Yes. In a place where you spent, for me, you know, 27 years of my life I spent mm. in Australia. And and that's the side I don't like. 
um, the side of like Kukan's people who just want to make a conversation is lovely, but there there are other yeah. kind of darker sides too that I'm not a fan of. I think particularly in Britain, potentially off the basis of Brexit and stuff, mm. there's there's definitely a vibe of what Britishness is and what conform, what kind of I don't know what kind of person meets that criteria, and it's different for everyone, and it's something people feel very passionately about. And while in one breath someone might say to me something like, um, but Penny, to me you've always just seemed English, which they're saying in a kind way, but I don't enjoy. Um, equally, someone else would say there nothing about you is British. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very polarising. Different people have very different ideas of like what's Australian, what's British, what's Chinese. Mm. And also sometimes I feel like... And what's American more and more. Yeah, Mm. yeah, exactly. And sometimes I feel like that kind of, oh, but you've always seemed very English to me or you've always seemed very Australian to me. It's like, you're not like those other people that aren't English Mm -hmm. or Australian. And that is also really, really damaging message. I I, am not into that at all. But I think humans by nature they they're like herd animals aren't they like we just love to be part of a pack Mm. that's just that's human nature all of us myself Mm -hmm. included we love to have our group of friends and conform to some kind of identity that's where we feel strongest and um we achieve the most potentially and it's difficult when people don't feel they can put you into a pack that they they know of Mm -hmm. i think think that challenges some people's imaginations Mm. i think mine's a bit of mix like British and a bit of Chinese, like some relatives, they would see me as very guaymui, which means Western Chinese girl. Um, I think because I'll act British or mm. act Western, but not very Chinese. Or if I with if in I'm manners or manners attitude. Um, I guess it's the way I act really in front of them. They mm. would say I'm very. Yeah. Westernize, Gui Mui, or Gui Po. <laughs> Depends what age you are. <laughs> um, yeah, like my grandparents, they say, well, you shouldn't act too westernized, you know. I mean, people do get confused sometimes. Like, if I serve tea, I shouldn't serve myself, I should serve others first. Or if, I, if we have dinner together, I pick up food, but I shouldn't serve it on my bowl, I should serve others Mm. Um, it gets confusing sometimes like shall I act more Chinese or shall I act more westernised British I don't know Hannah do you ever have situations with your parents where um, like you're with your mum and someone would be like your friend or whatever or they'll think your dad's your boyfriend or kind of because they can't (laughs) not in that way but as in because they can't imagine that you're the product of that person yeah I I think I look a lot like my mum now okay um I, th- I think you look a lot like your mum too, but I, I, I think I look like a lot my my mum now, but when we were kids, we... It's funny how you can age to look more like mm. one parent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Same as mine. We, I, when we were kids, we just, we did not look like my mum's kids. And and because my mum um, uh, didn't change her name, so her passport yeah. has her maiden name in it. So yeah. I remember when we were travelling, that was mm. always a thing. And I remember one holiday going to America, which has pretty strict border control anyway, yeah. but they just were giving us the third degree. It was me and my brother and my mum 
passport control and my brother Oliver was so sick and she was holding him and it was like sweaty and gross at LAX and just (laughs) like we just needed to get into the city yeah and then Oliver just threw up all over the counter because we'd been there for so long and they just were like like what is this who are you like who are these children like blah 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 and then the guy was like okay you can go oh that's (laughs) mum was like poor Oliver but well done well typed on the vomit there But it happened so many times. So, I mean, so, I, so many times. That was an experience I ever had, but I, I know friends who have regularly been stopped when they're, they're so when their mother's been the Asian one and their father's been the Western one um, and they've been traveling with their mother, they've been stopped because they've thought, and this is like a direct quote from the border control, that it was the maid stealing the children. Oh my God. Ugh. That's awful for a parent of a mixed race child when you don't see yourself in, in the child. I think most people, not all people, want to want to have a baby that looks kind of like them in some way, mm. you know, whether that's their hair colour or whatever. And quite often with mixed race children, you are a complete muddle of the two. And so you don't particularly look like either. Some people do and you can literally see the you know, mm-hmm. one mum's eyes mm-hmm. and the nose from the dad or whatever. But some children just are a complete mix, mm. right? And I think that can be quite difficult in a family environment where you don't you know you grew up with the idea of a blonde blue-eyed baby and then you fell in love with a you know dark-haired man you have a very dark looking child and you're like this isn't the blonde baby I imagined my dad it's not necessarily a bad thing but it is I think it is something that those couples go through I know my dad had the opposite because he for some reason it's like fixated on having red-haired babies recessive gene right but and so, so it's my, very I, difficult I have, yeah I have three cousins with red hair and okay. I wow. do have red hair on my mum's side of the family um and actually my brother um when he grows a beard, his his beard is kind of gingery. Yeah. Um, Dark ginger. A little Lucky ginger. ginger. But I had my dad... boyfriend that would call that the gleam. <laughs> <laughs> a little shine. But my Crazy. dad was basically convinced that my mum would be able to produce for him a redhead baby. And mum was like, this is not going to happen, Tony. It's like, it's not going to happen. Like, it, it's, it's recessive gene number one. Number yeah. two, it's not going to happen. And then one... Um, <laughs> after you know me and my brothers were born many years down the track when there were no more babies you know coming out of the baby factory uh, my dad is a doctor and he uh, he was working at a hospital then and a baby was delivered of a Japanese woman and a Scottish man with red hair and green eyes wow. dad literally came home to mum and was like it's possible and we're you having a red hair baby and mum's like it's a strong no, no. gene that ship has well and truly sailed the harbour <laughs> but um yeah it was his dream it That's was his amazing. That's so funny that that's what he wanted. Yeah, he loves red hair. Are there other questions that um, you don't like getting asked or other questions that sort of make you feel a bit icky? When people become very direct with their questions. Go on, give us an example. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was a few years ago. Um, I was invited to a friend's um, family barbecue somewhere in Kent. Um... Apparently, I was the only Asian person like, amongst the crowd. The only Asian in the village, yeah. Yes. And, yeah. I don't know how yeah. that feels. <laughs> I mean, it didn't bother me. I mean, I didn't really feel... I didn't feel uncomfortable at all, except for a couple of people there. Um, so we were introducing each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was a couple of people, I, I assume they were husband and wife, they come up to me and say, Oh, hello, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. So my name is Kit. Um, I'm friends with blah blah blah. 
Uh, okay, it's so lovely to meet you. What do you do? Um, are you blah 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 masseuse? Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I know. I was like so surprised by their question. I laughed and like, ha 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 ha. And it was like, they were very like confused why I was laughing. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm a photographer. I'm friends with who, who, who. We've been friends for ages. We have mutual friends in Hong Kong. And the lady was like, oh, okay. Um, We just saw our friends over there. We're just going to say hello. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, like make a quick exit. I was All like, right. oh, my God. And <laughs> I do I do know of other people yeah. that have had stuff like that. Masseuse, come on. Where they've assumed that, like, the Chinese family works in catering because everybody that they know who's Chinese runs a takeaway shop. Mm. Yeah, but when they ask me if I... Sorry. You know, they asked me if I was a masseuse. I assume they think that I looked Thai. Because most of the Thai people do really good massages. In I mean, that's like going up to a Asia. white person and being like, I assume you're an accountant. <laughs> 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 it's just so weird, isn't Statistically it? Statistically, do you work in some kind of numerical <laughs> well. job? <laughs> well, I didn't take any offence, but I just find it quite funny. The question I don't like is when eventually I tell them you know where I'm from or if I'm you know both Australian and Chinese and or you know my dad's from China my mum's from Australia and then people often say oh you never see that oh that's really that's not that's not very common and I'm like okay I mean people say that to me and you a lot because our mums are the white ones well that that's what I'm saying like that that that's their response straight away either that or oh Hong Kong yeah um I went there once and I had I had I had really good pork I'm like (laughs) oh story mate cool story um I get that a lot get in the line (laughs) I once went to Tokyo cool I'm not Japanese (laughs) great I mean it's quite funny you're just like Okay. I, mean, I, just... I just don't really know what you're supposed to do with that information. It's like I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with someone telling me that it's quote unquote not very common to see, a, you know, a white mum with a Chinese dad. It's like, what do you want me to say? My um, question is, in this day and age, does it really matter? Do we need to define it? It doesn't matter at all. And yet we're constantly having to define mm-hmm. it because people are asking the question. That's the problem. But See, I think we have to take responsibility a little bit at that point and be like, how we need to frame this question. How are we responding? We don't have to answer anything. Ultimately, it's our choice to answer. No, I think you're right. So how how can we move forward in a positive way, girls? What do you think? I did have one idea, and I'm not sure how, how good it is or how successful it would be, but basically to sort of open a dialogue. So when someone asks you that question, you can answer it and then spin it back to them as well. You know, where are you from? And, and, you know, what's your heritage and, you know, your story, like to try and have that two way Mm. dialogue, because I think part of the reason that I, I kind of get my back up when that question is asked is that it feels very pointed at me, just like you, you, you answer, answer, answer. But if it's a kind of two way street, I think it's a bit more open and collaborative. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. See, about that. I have tried that. I've, ex- I've <laughs> experimented <laughs> with this. Oh. And so they do the, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? And then you do, and where are you from? Probably with a slight defensive edge in your voice because <laughs> you're bored at this point. And they always say like very, some, something very shorthand, Ireland. Manchester. <laughs> then what do you say? You need a follow on. You need something that goes, where are you really from without being hypocrite? Uh, <laughs> or just say, where are your ancestors from? Or... And how did you end up? Exactly. 
with the family there or I don't know there needs to be some way of that's not the correct phrasing but there needs to be some way of not letting mm. the other person just give you the one word answer because yeah. you weren't allowed to give them the one word answer no no for it to be true dialogue it does have to be equal <laughs> more than just mm. one word but it's nice to start a conversation you know I mean sometimes I do forget where I'm from <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's good. And you've inspired me to go forth with pride and less mm-hmm. defensiveness. I mean, in it the all sounds week. great, doesn't it? But let's see how we Come do. Come and ask me that question in the coming week, everyone, and uh, yeah. see how, how openly I respond. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just need to embrace the question, you know, when they ask you. I mean, I remember back in the days, the old times, like 80s or 90s, never, no one ever asked me where... Where are you from? Where are your parents from? The old, yeah, the oldie days for you. <laughs> what you're yeah, say, I, I'm like, quite old. In here. the 19th century. Usually, yeah, usually they say, where do you live? And I was, I kind of missed that question. Yeah. Back in old days. But now it's like, where are you from? Where are your parents from? It's very different. It's different generations, different eras. Yeah, I, I think also it is a bit more pointed when it is at mixed race people because it, I think it is a little bit because they can't place you. So mm, they're trying yeah. to work out where and how. I and also what. think it's generational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. A millennial is yes. unlikely to ask you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they mm. understand that people come from different places. And I think yes. and families many pride mixed. themselves on being broad-minded and yeah. being, like encouraging diversity in all of its forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it, is, it is something really of our age group and, and yes. older well mm. Hannah's a bit younger than us but of my kids <laughs> age group early older. 80s here <laughs> 80s child yeah I don't remember anything that happened in the 80s because I wasn't alive <laughs> oh, god. oh my god you weren't born in the 80s I always this. oh my oh god, god. same age as my brother then he was born in the 90s is he single so we've talked a little bit about what it's like to be a mixed race woman but what about from your perspective Kit as Second generation, first generation. Well, actually, a uh, first generation British Chinese. Chinese. Do your parents talk about their experiences as first generation immigrants much? Because I, I've no. had friends who are mixed race before, whose whose parent who was the first generation immigrant have it's been very much a part of the lexicon of their family and their identity, and they talk about it a lot, and they talk about themselves as second generation immigrants, mm. and then other people like you who I don't think you've ever said that to me. I don't think you've ever brought it up in conversation. No. I don't think you've ever particularly identified as that. So it interests me who kind of identifies with that and why and what they identify that as mm. meaning. That's quite true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked my parents about this question before. I mean, for my parents, it's all about working hard in the UK to, you know, to earn money, mm. put a roof over, our, put the, you know, roof over our heads. I mean, there are seven of us, my parents, and four <laughs> siblings. I mean, it's, it's all about survival. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's about. Did you mean five siblings? Because that doesn't add up to seven. No, four <laughs> plus kids. Oh. Four <laughs> siblings. I was like, who's the extra? I was literally like, you can't add that six. <laughs> and then it's you who can't, can't add. add. <laughs> Which seems more realistic, so that makes sense, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's, it was all about, you know, having new life in, in the UK. It's all about work, 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 really. I mean, if you want to stay in Hong Kong, what can you do in Hong Kong? You just farm. 
<laughs> not really anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Only my, my, my grandma does. Do you think it was more important for them to blend in to English society and kind of... And I think this is what some mm. immigrants have definitely felt, that they need to conform to English standards and, and blend. And others have felt very passionately that they have to maintain their cultural mm. background and keep their culture alive. Which do you think it was for your family and why? You know what, as far as I know, I know my dad was very well-travelled before he met my mum. He lived in Holland for about two years. Mm-hmm. And what did he say? He said he lived in St. Helens, which is, which is in Cheshire, Northern Ireland, and went back to Hong Kong to marry my mum. I think for my mum, it was difficult because she married young and then... My parents got married young in Hong Kong. They came over to North Northern Ireland. It was more like a culture shock for them, or well, for mm-hmm. my mum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for her to communicate and speak English, it was it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Even now, she still find it quite difficult to speak English. <laughs> it's quite shocking, actually. I mean, she's been here for 30, 35 years. But not everyone's a linguist. I'm certainly not. I know, but and I that's s- not that's not qu- quantity of time or immersion. I'm just not no. good with languages. Mm, yeah. I'm a I visual think, person. Yeah, I think because person, she's so quite. Why am I doing a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I think because she's quite shy, and yeah, I mean, growing up, I rarely see her interact with any mm. Westerners. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I would love her to, you know, come out for a shower and just communicate for once we would love to hear from you and to hear your thoughts on whether there is a better question to ask whether there is a better way to answer the question where are you from like some anecdotes of what you how you've been asked if this is something that you've experienced and and how you've handled it totally positive ones and negative ones like i'm sure there are great positive stories out there as well Mm -hmm. we would just love to hear from you about how you deal with this question and what your thoughts are on the subject so you can send us an email at three the number three dumplings pod at gmail.com or at three the number three dumplings pod on both instagram and twitter so please 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 get in touch thank you for listening to our fifth and penultimate episode and we hope you enjoyed it We would love if you would rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as it helps people find the podcast and we always love new listeners. In between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3, the number 3, Dumplings Pod. And we have to say a big thank you to Badline Studios for making our artwork. We love it. And also to our producer, Ryan, at Shortcuts. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. We'll see you next week with another episode, our very last for the season. But it's going to be a scandalous one. (laughs) That's right. We're ending on a high note. So make sure you tune in. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. 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 (laughs) Zatian.